Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues here on American Family Radio. For this Thursday, May the 27th, we thank you for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good, good morning to you. And Dr. Ray Pritchard. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? Doing well. Uh, looking forward to Memorial Day weekend, are you, Ray? Oh, yeah. You know, we're going to have gonna grill out, have the kids and grandkids over and do a little big steak feast, you know? Wow. Big steak feast. So what kind of steak do you like, Ray? Uh, one about medium rare <laughs> medium rare i mean you like the sirloin uh, the filet uh, the, you know uh, the how about the ribeye ribeye yeah mm. like the ribeye they're usually pretty juicy right mm. oh yeah a little, little too thick f- steak give me give me a thick one too i also my wife she likes a ribeye it's a little, little too much fat for me normally but what about you fred no There's, i like the ribeyes they they i like a little bit of fat thread yeah. it through there because yeah. it adds a lot of taste to it Yeah, because it tends to cook off and you yeah. get that smell in there. I'm getting hungry. Yeah. Well, you know, put, you know. put your butter on there, put a little, you know, a little salt and pepper, a little oh. just a, co- coagulate on top of that steak. Come on now. Man, let's just shut down this show. Yeah. There are no vegetarians here. Go up to Ray's <laughs> no. house and grill out. That's right. Sounds good to me. You know we're contributing to the death of the planet, though, right? Yeah. Well, but we're we going to enjoy gonna... it while we burn up. <laughs> we were all going to die anyway. Let's go out happy. That's the spirit, right? <laughs> right there. <laughs> I've been seeing these advertisements for veggie burgers on TV. Have y'all That's seen wrong. these? Yeah, That's illegal. I, I've tasted. That's wrong. <laughs> yeah. They show these pictures of, you know, what you think is a hamburger, mm. a juicy right. hamburger, right, and then right, at right. the end. They throw this zinger at you saying, no, this is actually burgers made of yeah. vegetables. Kind of Impos- is imposter soy, burgers. Is it soy soy burgers or what yeah. is that stuff? Yeah, that's that's No, we had it. those back in the 70s in elementary right. school. Right, right. right. Huh? Mystery meat. That was the first one of my first disappointments in life right there. <laughs> Going to the school cafeteria expecting a hamburger, and they tell me, no, that's actually a soy burger. Uh, huh? ex- you ever had one of these, Fred? Wrong. Soy burger? Yeah. I, I've tasted a veggie burger. I don't know if it was soy in there, but yeah. veggie it, burgers it may be it. fine. Mm. Hey, little to each his own. I'm just yes. I'm just uh I just No, think, let's take a stand, Tim. This well, is just plain. You're right there. I'm just <laughs> saying there's a itty bitty teeny bit of sacrilege <laughs> in calling a hamburger and making right. and, and making it with vegetables and trying to trick us. That's what I'm saying. Trick us meat eaters. All right, you're listening to Today's Issues. If you want to join us on the Internet, go to Facebook or YouTube, type in Today's Issues, and you can watch the show live there, uh, video streaming. We also post the stories. Brent Creeley, our producer, posts the stories that Fred gives him uh, so that you can have the uh, original sources of the topics that we discuss here. You can have that information for yourself on our Today's Issues Facebook page. By the way, Fred, have we ever, or Ray, you may know, uh, have we ever on our uh, said that the Wuhan virus uh, was uh, created in a lab there and escaped because that was censored by Facebook? I'm not sure. Uh, that may be. Have we ever uh, done anything like that? Brent question. 
uh, the reason the reason I ask is have y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Sure, sure, but I mean we we we've we've discussed it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we we've discussed. We've not really come out and said because they don't seem to know the answer to that. I right? want to know who they must have algorithms that they uh, do. Mm-hmm. huh? Yes, they do. They do. Okay, because you can't have. What do you hire? Um, uh, Ten thousand sensors for Facebook to f- seek out who is talking about this uh, as a possibility. I just found it ironic that now Facebook has changed. It's more than ironic. Oh, oh, changed right. their policy. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Changed their policy. They did, for for a year. They've said uh, no. You can't even discuss on our Facebook platform. Can't even discuss the possibility of the COVID nineteen escaping from a lab in Wuhan, China. Right. And now they've said, "Oh, okay, you can," because the quote science has changed, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> or has the science? Did the science ever change? Or no, huh? no, no, no. Uh, what has what has happened is the evidence has come forward more and more of the possibility that it escaped from that lab. Yeah. And so, and now, and of course, now you have Democrats also calling for, <clears throat> pardon me, an investigation into it. So now that Democrats are speaking publicly about the possibility, including the president of the United States yesterday, now all of a sudden it's okay to put yeah. that out there. You know, Ray, I was telling you, you've, you've, uh, a lot of folks have been, uh, well, almost the world has used Facebook in where one way or another. We use it here on our program. Almost everybody uses Facebook, as I say, in one way or another. I was talking to Allison, my wife, yesterday. I said, why does Facebook care whether I believe that the Wuhan virus escaped from the lab there in China, uh, the COVID-19? Why do they care? I said, people have all kind of uh, beliefs or thoughts or ideas about things that uh, may may or, may or may sound crazy to other people, and yet may down the road prove to be true. I said there there are probably a th- uh, there's people on the on the Facebook who believe in Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, Bigfoot is not real, but they believe in Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. They they uh, and so they have Facebook pages mm-hmm. about this. They have Facebook posts. Does Facebook censor? No. All no. post about Bigfoot not being real because they fact checked it. No, they don't. Well, they take political positions, and that's yes. all that they uh, yes. focus on. And yeah. I, I think, like the mainstream media, uh, the people who run Facebook, and probably most of the people who work for Facebook, Twitter, etc., are Democrat Party supporters. They are, right. and, and so they've decided they have this huge communications vehicle out there. And they are going to use it for political reasons. Yeah. Ray, do you know enough to say the difference between uh, the, what the? I don't want to get too bogged down in this detail, but this is important because it's in it's it's part of what Congress is is uh, debating, and that is the difference between Facebook, for example, and and what's the other one? What's the other big ones that uh, come up? Twitter. That, the, the, the the publisher. Publisher uh, platform. Yeah. Can you would you give us a minute on that? No, a publisher is what the Chicago Tribune does, Washington Post does, Dallas Morning News. I mean, they they publish certain articles. They choose what they're going to publish. They choose where they're going to put it. And they have opinion pages, right? And they're open about that. They make editorial decisions about everything that's going to appear on their page. A platform simply says, 
We're going to let anybody post anything, and as long as it's not clearly illegal, yes. we're not going to make any judgment whatsoever. We're a neutral platform versus a publisher who takes a position about everything. Yeah, and a publisher can also be sued. The platform can't. That That is, that is a, a big difference. They, they want the protection of being a platform so they can't be sued for their content. A publisher can be sued. Okay, like the newspaper. That's they, right. They want, they want the protection of being a platform, but they want the privilege of being a publisher. Yes. And they want both, that, both of those at the same time. The old proverbial, eat your, want your cake and eat it too. Yes. Right. That's the debate going on. Well, yeah, I, I, Facebook and other uh, social media uh, giants like that, they should take the approach that, listen, as long as it's not illegal, right? like pornography or, or child porn, something yes, like child that, pornography right. or whatever you got that are encouraging people to, you know, to human trafficking or sure uh, illegal drug, whatever crime I'm talking about, as long as sure. it's not illegal. Otherwise we're just going to let, let it fly mm. and people sure. can make up their own minds, uh, which is freedom of speech and freedom of thought on what's real and what isn't real. Do their, their own research where that's a, that's, that would be a platform, uh, a true platform, but know what uh, these companies, including Facebook have decided to do is inject their own, uh, their own biases, political philosophy, political ideology. philosophy, right. On to what's acceptable and what isn't acceptable. And, and let, let's be honest. The whole thing about being a platform is it's going to be neutral. The scales are going to be right. whatever they're going to be. But Facebook put their thumb on the scales last year. Right. And so did Twitter, the other social media. Twitter giant. did too. Yeah. Right. Twitter. Because they wanted to do whatever it took to make sure Donald Trump did not get real. Yes. That's why Twitter banned the uh, story of, that the New York Post released about Hunter Biden. That's right. right. His connections to business in China and other places, other more salacious uh, uh, details about Hunter Biden's life. All right, you're listening to today's issues first. That was kind of our first segment, but go ahead, Fred. Well, you just mentioned Hunter Biden. New York Post has a blockbuster story this morning. You may remember during the campaign last year, it was revealed that Hunter Biden had a laptop, son of Joe Biden, had a laptop that he left at a repair shop and left it there, and we started to discover there were things on the hard drive of that laptop. Well, more information is coming out about emails that Hunter Biden sent. And what we found out through this New York Post story this morning is that in there is an email Hunter Biden wrote back in April of 2015. He talked about a meeting Uh, at a restaurant that he and his dad, Joe Biden, had. 2015, Joe Biden was vice president of the United States with some interest, uh, uh, some interest, uh, people of business interest to Hunter Biden. Todd Pirro of Fox News ran the story this morning. Here's what's going on. During the campaign, Joe Biden denied he knew anything about these business dealings of Hunter Biden, including with Russians and others. But now it turns out he had to know about it because he went to dinner with these people. Cut number two. Here's reporter Todd Pirro. 
look at this date. It was scheduled for April 16th, 2015. Of course, during the Obama-Biden administration, that according to record from Hunter's infamously abandoned laptop. The guest list put together by Hunter included Russian billionaire Yelena Baturina, who previously transferred $3.5 million to a Delaware investment firm co-founded by Hunter and a former John Kerry advisor. Baturina's now deceased husband, the former corrupt mayor of Moscow, was also in attendance. At the time this dinner took place, Ukrainian energy company Burisma was paying Hunter Biden over $83,000 a month to sit on its board. The day after the meeting, a Burisma exec emailing Hunter, writing in part, quote, Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving an opportunity to meet your father. The New York Post's exclusive findings raising new questions about President Biden's alleged ignorance of his son's business dealings. Listen. Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. Both Bidens have denied any wrongdoing. Biden's presidential campaign denying the meeting with the Burisma boss ever took place. So there you have it. I never believed him anyway. Did you? No. I don't think most no. people did. So you, you hang out with your son and you call him to call uh, Joe Biden, call Hunter Biden, the smartest man he's ever known. <laughs> and there were pictures of him at a golf tournament uh, with this one of his business partners. And you're telling me you don't ever talk about your his business dealings. <laughs> and here we have evidence of email exchanges between business partners of Hunter Biden Russians. Thanking Hunter Biden for setting up a meeting with his then vice president dad. Is that what you're saying? That's right. This was uh, the meeting. Uh, the emails even are specific. Now, was he vice president then or ex-vice president? Because no, no, no. 2015, he was vice president. He was vice president, yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm sure the media will be all over this one. <laughs> the New York Post is the oh, one yeah. who broke this story. That is correct. Yeah, this may be why Jen Psaki's uh, on vacation. <laughs> yes. huh? She She was out yesterday. Yeah, so a young lady filling in for her at the White House. Um, so, um, what what can ha what can happen with this story, though? Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I mean, if you, you had can't get in trouble for lying, can you? Uh, he didn't perjure he, himself. Talk about Joe he Biden. He won't get he, in trouble for no, it, he but won't. he won't get the other. Me you mentioned the other media. Uh, as, as of this hour, I have not seen this story anywhere else but Fox and New York Post. <laughs> right. So the other, they'll just turn a blind eye to this because as they do, with, Joe, as they do with almost anything critical of the Biden administration, yeah. Joe Biden had to be lying. Yeah, he when was. Peter Ducey asked him that very specific yeah. question. No, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Well, you had to because you went to this Cafe Milano in Washington D.C. with Hunter Biden and these Russians. Yeah, who leaves a laptop at the computer repair store? <laughs> Uh, and forgets to go pick it up <laughs> with all kind of personal information <laughs> right. on there. What right. kind of bozo, if I can, is that an insult to bozo? I don't know. Well, <laughs> does that. Hunter Biden, apparently. I mean, I can be a forgetful person, but I'm not forgetting my personal laptop. No, no, you're not. It's got all that information on it. All Good those emails, night. All this stuff. And the only reason that information was, uh, I, I think after a year, Something like that. The law says that that property, this may have include a bike you leave at the repair store uh, to get your yeah, wheels leave fixed. Leave it there long enough. That's yeah. right. If you leave something at a store long enough and you don't go back and pick it up, it, it you lose ownership of it. 
Yeah. Well, well, here's the thing on that laptop, Tim, I could see you could forget it on Tuesday, but if you've got (laughs) anything going on upstairs, you're going to remember it on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. How are you going to forget about it for a year? I've never heard of that from anybody. Now, it is possible that last year when this story broke about the laptop being left, that that Joe Biden did approach his son and uh, Hunter, and you know what he said to him? What would he say, Fred? Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I've been... (laughs) That's a good one, Fred. I've been thinking about this come on man expression that Joe Biden uses. Yeah. He really needs to upgrade that to 2021 to come on person. That's That's right. right. It's sexist to say, come on, man. I think it is, Ray. I'm with you. Uh, So... if we're going to advance as a human human species, uh, Joe Biden needs to lead the way by saying, come on, person. Right. Uh, I think that needs to be something he needs <laughs> or to Or they, huh? the new pronoun, uh, they. Come on, they. Yes. Come on, they. I'll tell you another thing. I would have paid to hear heard the conversation between Joe Biden and Hunter Biden when Joe Biden learned that Hunter Biden didn't go pick up his laptop from hell, <laughs> as it's called. Don't you think father had a few words yeah. for his son about that? <laughs> yeah. Beyond, come on, man. Listen, I just went out and called you the smartest person I've ever known, and now you're telling me you didn't even remember to go pick up your laptop, which has all our business dealings on there with China and the Ukraine, man. And not to mention, Russia, China, Ukraine, it's all there. (laughs) Oh, Uh, oh, Dad, man, I'm killing it. You got to get off my back. I made a lot of money for us here. Yeah. All right, uh, Fred. Next story. Well, the truth is coming out. You mentioned a, a little bit ago about the uh, the virus and the Wuhan lab. Last night, you're going to find this hard to believe, there was a unanimous vote in the United States Senate approving a bill that will require the Biden administration, Director of National Intelligence, to declassify any intelligence that has been gathered on the origins of COVID-19. And leading the charge in all this is Missouri Republican Senator Josh Hawley. He says the American people deserve to know about the origins. They deserve to know how this terrible pandemic that has ravaged the globe in our country, how it got started, and what China's role was in starting it. The ball got rolling on all of this, well, some would argue many months ago, but most recently with this Wall Street Journal story. That said, there were workers inside that Wuhan lab that got sick in November of 2019 with COVID-19 symptoms. And so now there's that red flag that's out there saying, okay, if they had symptoms of COVID-19 in November of 2019, it is not a stretch to believe that that virus was in that lab way back, three, four months before the rest of the world knew about it. Now, also uh, on the hot seat yesterday at a Senate hearing was Dr. Fauci. Hey, to be proud of you right there, right, Fred, for <laughs> Fauci. Your, your pronunciation of the, of the uh, doctor's yes. name. He was under questioning yesterday as uh, the head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Uh, he is the director of that. The other story that's been developing is that that agency, which he heads, has been given money to the Wuhan lab. Now, first he denied it. And the concern is that perhaps some of that money has ended up in the Wuhan lab's research on gain of function. 
very quickly, gain of function basically is, can we take this virus and enhance it to make it more powerful? Now, remember, Fauci initially denied this, but he was under questioning yesterday from Senator John Kennedy, Republican from Louisiana. Now, that's how this exchange went, cut number four. You gave them money and you said, don't do gain-of-function research. Correct. And you have no way of knowing whether they did or not, except you trust them. Is that right? Well, we generally always trust the grantee to do what they say. Have you ever had a grantee lie to you? I cannot guarantee that a grantee has not lied to us because you never know. There's Dr. Fauci. Here's what I'm thinking today. It wasn't what I was thinking yesterday, or at least I said yesterday. He categorically denied just 10 days ago that that money, first he denied that his agency gave any money. Then he talked about the money went to a third party that went to the lab. And now he is saying, gee, I'm not really sure how that money was used. What's going on with Dr. Fauci here, Ray? He doesn't know. He's a publicity hound. He's doing way too many interviews. Aren't we talking about him every day now? Because he's 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 doing an interview a day, a gaff a day. He doesn't know what happened over there, and he admitted, yeah, they could have been lying to us. So uh, now, let me tell you something: testimony before Congress is the same as being in a courtroom. That's right. Mm-hmm. So if you give false testimony to Congress. I don't know what the penalty is exactly, but it is illegal mm-hmm. to do that. So I know it's probably a really high standard, uh, if we have any high standards left right. for, for, for testifying before Congress. But what I mean, it's probably a high standard to meet and what qualifies as perjury before Congress. Because with Dr. Fauci, uh, he, he's Dr. Caveat, you know, uh, uh, well, he can say, well, I said the opposite yesterday, and I'm going to say something different tomorrow. Yeah. So you, you can't really, you can't, he's not the most reliable witness. We can put it that way. Well, what, was he be, what would he be nervous about here, though, Fred? He would be nervous about finding out that money that he was in charge of in this agency wound up in this lab, the Wuhan lab in China, where, if if you follow this story, the Chinese scientists were using it. They're looking at this virus. How can we enhance it, among other things? This is this whole issue of uh, gain of function, that it would, they were doing things that would enhance its transmissibility, all right? That, it, that they could do things, modify this thing, modify the genes of the virus so that it would transmit more easily. That's yeah. the allegation that's out there. Okay, let me ask you this, fellas. Is this wow. agency that Dr. Fauci heads up and has for a long time, what's it called? The, what's the... Well, it's one of those bureaucratic titles, National yeah. Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Okay, are they not a solely funded, uh, taxpayer-funded taxpayer agency? That is my understanding. Okay, so our federal government gives Dr. Fauci's uh, organization which he heads up a check every year to mm-hmm. do their work this is what i understand mm-hmm. am i is that what you understand ray uh, right okay right if that's true and then dr fauci and maybe some of his colleagues they give grants yes they give sure. grants out with the money that we gave him with right. our money 
So U.S. taxpayer money goes to Dr. Fauci's group. Dr. Fauci decides to send, uh, was it 600 grand over to this Wuhan lab in China? Well, he, he says it went through another agency. He laundered it. Yes. <laughs> okay. A caveat. Another caveat, caveat another from Dr. Caveat. Fauci. So my, 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 my initial objection is why aren't we giving money to a Chinese lab? Let them get their own money. Okay? To do whatever. We don't even know what they're doing over that's there right. and that's the point of and obviously dr fauci doesn't either no and that was the point of senator kennedy's question yes to him we'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues stay with us trivia friday star trek question what powers the impulse drive dilithium crystals my second cousin twice removed was on dilithium crystals. And every time when everybody was sitting around trying to have some peace and quiet, his arm would flop in there. You didn't know if he was trying to salute you or get somebody's attention. Trivia Friday, 10 a.m. Central. And two different times when he tried to say something, the garage door went up and down. On American Family Radio. Random. What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God. After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. There are only two sexes, male or female. If you're conceived with a Y chromosome, you will develop into a male. In His Image is a documentary featuring life-changing testimonies of former LGBT individuals. In my most formative years of development of sexuality, I went through a brutal time of uh, sexual distortion, molestation. Visit InHisImage.movie to watch In His Image. Well, everybody, welcome to this unboxing video as we unbox. My hormone blockers. In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing. Visit InHisImage.movie. You're made in the image of God. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Are you in the midst of your college search? We invite you to explore Liberty University this spring at one of our on-campus events. Spend a few hours exploring campus at Tour LU, dig deeper, and learn more about life at Liberty during Experience OU. Or you can take your next steps towards training for your dream career on a world-class campus by meeting with faculty and department heads and getting your questions answered at DecideLU. Learn more about these visiting opportunities and register today by texting VISIT to the number 49596. Again, that's VISIT to the number 49596. Elizabeth Turner is the valedictorian at Hillsdale High School in Michigan, but her principal has a big problem with her upcoming graduation address. Elizabeth's speech references her relationship with God. She said she found her identity through Christ and reading the Bible. Principal Amy Goldsmith told Elizabeth that it was inappropriate to talk about God in a public school speech and the words would have to be removed. I wonder if Principal Goldsmith would have censored that speech had she referenced George Floyd or Black Lives Matter. In my latest book, Culture Jihad, I urge Americans to stand up to the cancel culture mob. And that's exactly what Elizabeth did. She reached out to First Liberty Institute, one of the country's top law firms, and they fired off a letter to the principal warning that the school had violated the U.S. Constitution. In other words, when it comes to valedictory addresses, all words matter. I'm Todd Starnes. You're listening to American Family Radio. Here's a thought from Scripture. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. 
the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues. Hey, welcome back to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Today's Issues is the name of this program. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson and Ray Pritchard, and we thank you for listening to AFR. If you'd like to send us an email... Go to comments at AFR.net. Comments at AFR.net. At the top of the broadcast today, I talked about the fact that Facebook uh, had changed their policy now in the last 24, 48 hours. Before then, they were disallowing on Facebook any uh, suggestion that the COVID-19 virus originated in uh, a lab in Wuhan, China, and whether that escaped from the lab or somebody let it go intentionally, uh, but, but just the idea that it came from a Chinese research lab, COVID-19, was banned from Facebook. That's right. Last 24 to 48 hours, they have reversed that hmm. because now this uh, idea is going mainstream. And even liberals and Democrats are, are 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 saying this that may have happened. Even the president of the United States says now that may have indeed happened. So, Tim said, if I can talk in third person, that Facebook should never have uh, censored that debate discussion possibility in the first place. That's not their job to do that if they're going to claim to be a platform Mm -hmm. for all people and i said you know what facebook uh allows all kind of stuff on on their plat on their platform to be discussed that we all know isn't true and they don't fact check everything Mm -hmm. they are they're only selected politically especially when it came to this uh anything that might suggest that president trump was right about something well, not anything. That's an overstatement. But so I said, they'll, uh, I'm sure that Facebook allows for uh, Bigfoot fans or believers to be on Facebook, even though if you fact check that, you're going to have to say Bigfoot's never proven to have been a real being. <clears throat> Indeed, I go to Google <laughs> and I type in Facebook. Bigfoot search. I got all kind of pages on here. I got, I got the uh, first thing that comes up is uh, the Minnesota. What is this called? The Minnesota Bigfoot research team on Facebook. There you go. Here they go. There's uh, there's many other uh, uh, on here. So if indeed uh, uh, Facebook is all about fact checking Mm -hmm. and, uh, denying people to be able to talk about things that uh, Facebook would say aren't true, uh, I enter evidence there you for go. the court to consider right there. Absolutely. By the way, this you could get locked into this Facebook uh, Bigfoot Minnesota group for about 30 minutes if you wanted to. <laughs> they got some pretty pretty interesting stuff on here. All right, so there you go. You're listening to 
today's issue. The whole goal from a lot of these big social media companies, we all know this, um, conservatives do anyway, was to anything they could do, they had to get rid of President Trump. Right. Even if they even if they had to risk losing credibility with a lot of people, it was worth it in their minds to be able to get President Donald Trump out of office. All right, uh, Jan Markell has a weekend program that many of you are fans of. We know that because you tell us of uh, here on AFR called Understanding the Times. That's the radio program that she host it's uh, jan is president founder of olive tree ministries they're based out of the twin cities in minnesota and of course but their reach is national and even international and jan joins us every thursday that we can uh have her on she's available to discuss topics uh related to israel and and the bible and uh, and some other topics jan good morning to you well, you 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 had to drag Minnesota into Bigfoot. Didn't uh, well, you? <laughs> hey, it's the it's the first thing that pops up. I said Facebook Bigfoot search. It's the Minnesota Bigfoot research team. Right here, um, I've their... lived here all my life. I have never seen Mister Bigfoot ever. <laughs> you got to get out in the country, though. <laughs> get out. Uh, okay, so Jan, uh, I think uh, Fred, did you have a yeah? There was a, a story for Jan. Yeah, there was a story in the Hill. Uh, yeah. recently uh, publication that um, there are Democrats, colleagues of President Joe Biden, who believe that uh, Israel uh, should be defunded by the United States. We should not help Israel with the Iron Dome defense. And according to this Hill story, there were about, well, hundreds of Joe Biden campaign workers who have suggested um, to counter Israel's strength that the United States should be giving more money to the Palestinians. Indeed, I, I believe our Secretary of State Blinken announced this week that uh, the United States now is going to give $360 million to the Palestinians, and some of those millions, Jan, are going to go into Gaza that yeah. is controlled by Hamas terrorists. Yeah. I know. Uh, the leftists apparently never met um, a terrorist they didn't like. They never met a, you know, a, a troublemaker that they, they didn't want to be an ally to. I mean, what happened? <clears throat> what happened to the leftists of old, such as a Scoop Jackson, Jackson or a John Kennedy, or even going way back to Harry Truman? Um, and these guys never would have been thinking this way. But, see, they didn't have on their team the Rashida Tlaibs and Ilhan Omars and Ocasio-Cortezes uh, kind of whispering in their ear, whispering all these lies into these ears of these leftist leaders. Um, so, and, and then you've got self-hating Jews doing the same, Bernie Sanders, Jerry Nadler, and others. And and this just didn't, never happened, say, let's say 30 years ago. Um and again, certainly not under guys like Scoop Jackson or, or even John Kennedy of the of the '60s. So it's an all new day. Do you know, gentlemen? We don't even have a U.S. ambassador to Israel appointed yet. That's I mean, right. can you imagine? It's going on five months. No U.S. ambassador to Israel, but they're running over there to meet with the Palestinian Authority, which is absolutely insane. Do you think there's any possibility, Jan? Uh... This is kind of far-fetched that President Biden would 
move the U.S. Embassy back from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv? He said he will not, and, you know, can can, can that be believed? I, 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 I think we can believe that he will not right. do that. Um, I just don't think that that is in his line of fire, so to speak. It's not important to him. Um, I'm not even sure that the Middle East is any important to him. I mean, look how we're we're fleeing the Middle East. We're letting uh, renegade nations take it over. Uh, Russia, Turkey, Iran are getting their claws into all sorts of areas of the Middle East because of our weakness there uh, as we pull out of various places. So I just think that this, you know, this current administration wants to walk away from honestly the most important, at least biblically speaking, the most important region on earth. And for many reasons, I mean, the oil supplies, um, terrorist infrastructure in that part of the world, but then our greatest ally, Israel, we are abandoning it. Right, right. It appears to me, you have you have traveled in Israel a, a, a lot over your career right. and taught on some of the similar things that Jan's ministry speaks on, speaks to. Um, it appears to me the Biden administration wants to treat uh, Israel and and Hamas as moral equals. Well, not only that. They clearly also want to roll back the restrictions, the sanctions on Iran. I mean, we've been saying all right. along that Iran is the real bad guy over there. Hamas couldn't do what they did in these recent attacks unless the puppet masters in Tehran gave them the uh, gave them the green light. So it's, I would say, Jan's exactly right. And the only thing I would add is the Biden policy is generally misguided because any policy from America that favors or strengthens Iran is going to be bad for all the nations of the Middle East. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. I mean, look at the progress that was made uh, under the previous administration. The number one, pulling away from the uh, Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, that would be the Iran nuclear um, agreement of 2014-15, and then Donald Trump said rightfully so, this is the craziest foreign policy uh, statement or position or treaty in the history of mankind. And he's absolutely right. We're giving Iran billions and billions of dollars to do what? To go and blow up people, go and cause wars, go and destroy uh, entire nations such as Yemen. I mean, my goodness. But, but uh, U.S. leadership, and for that matter, parts of Europe are totally in favor of this crazy Iranian uh, nuclear agreement, and they're going right back into it now. Jan, what's coming up on uh, your Understanding the Times this weekend? Oh, we'll talk about some of these issues this weekend. i got a couple of gentlemen joining me. I think uh, we're going to look at some Bible prophecy issues. Uh, but I'm going to spend about 10 minutes or a little bit more on... Uh, this UFO phenomenon, I mean, is this something we ought to take a look at? Because it's not just crazy people seeing these sightings. It's Navy personnel and other military personnel that are spotting these things. And it's just something we can't keep blowing off, and we need to look at it. So we'll do that and a lot of other things as well. Let me see Facebook UFO search. <laughs> see if Facebook. Uh, thank you, Jan. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. All right, see if Facebook, they need to fact-check in these UFO, you, you know, Looney Tunes out there who giving misinformation to the world, Fred. Yes, that's right. I bet nope, you there's all kinds. Nope, UF, Facebook allows UFO. 
There right. are pages. Right. Mm. I miss Thousands it. of them, actually. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. I, I'm yeah. making a point. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and it's a good one. And to your point, <laughs> what Facebook doesn't allow. Right. Back a few weeks ago, there was a mom from Gwinnett County in Georgia. Her name is Ann, uh, Courtney Ann Taylor. She went before the school board there. She was really upset that her little boy was still being forced to wear a mask at school seven hours a day. She was passionate about it. Do you know what? YouTube has taken that video down. Wow. So you're going to hear a little bit about her speech. Somebody was able to save it to the school board. And then you're going to hear from Kara Frederick, who's with the Heritage Foundation, talking about what you've been talking about, Tim, what apparently is the double standard at YouTube. It's cut number six. This is not March 2020 anymore. It's time. Take these masks off of my child. Forcing five, six, seven, eight, and nine-year-old little children to cover their noses and their mouths where they breathe for seven hours a day, every day for the last nine months for a virus that you know doesn't affect them. That is not in their best interest. You know, this isn't the first time that big tech has censored legitimate debate, and it's not going to be the last. You look at what happened with the DeSantis roundtable in April about this topic. You look at Hoover Institute Scott Atlas, his interview back in September of last year. Uh, It seems to be part of this pervasive ethos among big tech these days that says, you know, we know what's best for you. The American people can't be trusted to make their own decisions, so you can't even see this information. We're going to take it down. Ainsley, I'm really worried that we are losing the marketplace of ideas, and once it's gone, it is very difficult to get back. She's exactly right. That was Kara Frederick of Heritage Foundation. That mother was speaking for millions of people, by the way. Passionate. Passionate. And by the way, she was speaking with science behind her. It is not healthy. Number one, we have been told from the get-go that little kids like her son are not vulnerable to this virus, not like older people. But number two, wearing a mask seven hours a day is not healthy. There have been debates, there have been athletes, high school athletes told they have to wear masks when they're running track. It's insane. But YouTube, wanting to be politically correct, took that video down of that mom. YouTube took that down? What we just heard? Yes. Yeah. Why? What, what possible reason? Do, I know. Here's another problem: is that these big YouTube, Facebook, they don't they don't have to. They give you a general sentence or two, but they don't tell you why they took it down specifically. You can't debate it. You yes, can right. appeal, but you can't debate it. Yes. Well, that's the kind of thing that's happening, and apparently they didn't think she was uh, backed by science in her contention. Yeah, this is why I don't care if um, if these big tech companies are busted up you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. they're a publisher pretending to be a platform yeah yes. yeah and the, yeah so you know even elizabeth warren of course she would she's coming at it from a different perspective but she's talked about the need for these company these uh there's three or four of them that are basically monopolies mm-hmm. that that need to be I don't, I don't and i don't even know how you do that but i'm just saying that uh when a company becomes a monopoly uh, in America, we we've our history is to uh, break them break them up. Mm-hmm.
phone company, for example. You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Joining us now is Dr. Alex McFarland, co-host of Exploring the Word. Each afternoon here on American Family Radio with Brother Bert Harper. They're on from 3 to 4 o'clock Central Time. It's a uh, live, most times they're live, uh, on-air Bible study. Uh, and Dr. McFarland, Alex, joins us now. Alex, how, how, how many years you and Bert been doing this now? We are in our 11th year, praise God. And, now, you, uh, and Mar- you and Marvin did it for a while, Marvin Sanders, right? We, we did, uh, rest his soul. Marvin Sanders and I started, and, and Brother Tim, it was your idea, one of the greatest ministry experiences of my life. Tim Wildman had the idea for exploring the word. Marvin Sanders and I started. And uh, Tim, am I right? Did, didn't Marvin work with your dad to start the radio network? Uh, Marvin Sanders, Marvin passed, was it? 12? Yeah. Cause, Mar- see, Marvin and I had been at it about a year and a half, and he became ill and went home to be with the Lord. And yeah. in the last couple of months of Marvin's life, Bert would sub with me. Yeah. And uh, Jim Stanley said, you know, you guys have real good chemistry. And uh, if something happens to Marvin, you know, Bert will probably be your permanent partner in this ministry, which has definitely been the case. And Yeah. And that's God orchestrated that, but yeah, Marvin, I think, passed in 2012. Yeah, Marvin uh, Marvin Sanders, uh, we're talking about, if you've been a long-time listener of American Family Radio, you remember, you remember Marvin, because Marvin and I did this show uh, together for, I don't know, 20 years or something like that. Marvin came on with us uh, sometime in the mid-90s. Uh, he came on staff with us as general manager, and uh, uh yeah, so uh, I had the idea of doing a live on-air Bible program, and you know that was the beauty of scheduling a network like uh, programming on a network like this <clears throat> was. Well, number one, I was vice president, <laughs> and my dad and I would talk about it, and with Marvin, consult with Marvin about what shows best fit on the network. But number two was that uh, we didn't have to depend on companies. Our businesses to underwrite or pay for our programming our listeners did so you know uh you get immediate response if your listeners uh like it then they respond they make donations and so forth and uh the exploring the word program has been a hit mm-hmm. and mainly because of alex and bert and uh, their the good lord and and the good lord amen amen uh alex i wanted to uh, uh i wanted to we didn't have a specific topic to deal with today, so I'm just going to throw some stuff out here that you don't even know. Sure, sure. Okay, you ready? Yes, sir. Bigfoot exists, yes or no, Alex? Uh, he's, he's hesitating. I'm going to say he's hesitating. I doubt it. Huh? I'm going to say I doubt it. I think there's a bear or something, but I, I don't think the missing link is stalking the woods of Maryland. So, so the Bible doesn't speak to Bigfoot, but you're telling it me. It doesn't. Okay. Uh, on a more serious note, uh, I have a question for you and, and, uh, Ray and Fred. Now, when I say what I'm saying, you're going to say you're not serious, but I am serious. Uh, Ray and, and Alex and Fred, you feel free to jump in. Alex, uh, unidentified flying objects, UFOs, which been in the news since the 60 minute story with the, uh, Naval and Air Force pilots, I think it was, who observed these, uh, unidentified flying objects. That's what they are. They're not, it's not uh, E.T. 
phone home. Uh, you know, we're talking about things that that uh, our U.S. military have seen, but there's no explanation for what they were looking at. And my question, I guess, Alex, is I've heard uh, evangelists, pastors, Bible teachers over the years suggest that maybe some of these things were demonic. Yeah. Um, uh, I, so I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't want to merge some. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's not a fair way to. Anyway, go ahead. What do you think about what I've just said? Well, you know, I, I think a lot of what have been called unidentified flying objects, uh, many of the cases there there is a rational explanation like uh, the sun's reflection off of uh, a space station or a satellite or something like that. But l let me say this. There, there was a man years ago named Warren Wearsby. And the reason I bring up Warren Wearsby is because he was very balanced he was not a wingnut, I assure you. He was a highly respected scholar, pastor of Moody Church at one time. Warren Wearsby, 40 years ago, wrote a, a little booklet about UFOs being of demonic origin because 2 Thessalonians 2 says that in the last days, Satan, who is the deceiver, will uh, work uh, signs and wonders and wicked deceptions, says Second Thessalonians 2. Now, it's interesting that throughout the last several hundred years, there have been reports. Uh, and what's interesting, people in Victorian times reported UFOs that really looked um, something like Victorian. And people in modern times have reported citing things that um, are more um, contextual for the modern era. But here's the interesting thing. Whenever there have been reports of communication with aliens, and 90% of these I don't really take seriously, but whenever there has been an alleged communication with an alien, it is always something unbiblical or even anti-biblical. And I honestly think that there will be uh, demonic activity that deceives people into thinking, oh, if we follow the directives of these wise beings from another universe, you know, we can have heaven on earth. Um, one last thing, I'll say this. There, there's been, you know, naval footage and Air Force footage of things that simply defy the laws of physics. And, and I do think there's a spiritual component to some of the UFO sightings. Hmm. Ray, you didn't know you were going to be on the program today to talk about UFOs, or you'd have been sick, probably, or been out riding your bike if you knew Tim was going to talk about this. But what do you think about what Ray? What, I, uh, Alex? I, listen, I agree a thousand percent with what Alex just said. That yes, we're yes, birds, the, the reflection, uh, weather balloons, uh, secret, secret things that have not been revealed by the government. Sure, that accounts for a lot of it. But Alex is right. There's a portion of it, maybe it's a small portion, for which there is at present, Tim, no rational, known human scientific explanation. And what Alex said about the last days is right. It will be a time of enormous spiritual deception. We know that. Jesus said that. The New Testament teaches In all kind that. of ways. In all kind of ways. So it shouldn't surprise us that there could be in these last days an outbreak of demonic activity that uh, is coming to us through some of these UFO sightings. Go ahead. I have a question uh, for Alex or for Ray. 
What would be the motivation of Satan in creating these demonic images? What would be his motivation? You want to go first, Ray? No, I'm going to let you. <laughs> well, I, I th and, and I know I quote a lot of scripture, but I think we have to build our worldview and our conclusions about all of life from God's word. And John 10, 10 says that Satan, who is the thief, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan is a deceiver. First Thessalonians 4 says that uh, the Antichrist will demand the whole wide world to worship him. Here's the thing. Satan is on his way to the lake of fire, and he knows it. And what he's trying to do is just drag as many souls into hell as possible. I'm, I'm going to say this from the Garden of Eden and the temptation of Adam and Eve. See, Lucifer could not kill off God, so he's tried to harm, debase, and condemn those made in God's image. And that's why, you know, I would urge people, have your house in order. Number one, know that you're born again and put your faith in Jesus, but uh, so that you won't be deceived. So, you know, the Bible says that uh, in the last days there would be lawlessness, there would be uh, sexual immorality, and we know, oh my goodness, we know there are people in leadership that are deceitful people, but so, there's going to be spiritual activity, and that's why you need to be ready and be right with Jesus. So you think, Alex, that we're in the last days that the Bible describes, and of course that's a, days could be centuries, I, guess, I, don't, I don't know exactly what days mean, but you think we're in that I, that, I think it that is prophetic, very, very, that prophetic time period. I think it is very likely that we are near the return of Christ. Yes. Oh, not just in the last days, but we're near the return of Jesus to Earth. Uh, we would never set an exact date, and yeah, I know. only the Lord knows. Well, but will you we stay? Will you stay with us for just a minute? Because uh, after the news, I, I got one or two more questions along those lines. I want to ask you. Okay. Guys, forgive me. I've got to walk into a meeting. I beg okay, you forgiveness. Okay. Thanks, Alex. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.